footy's back, everyone, and we're joined by a pretty awesome guest. He made quite an impression over the weekend for the Raiders in the week one of the preseason challenge or trials, as everyone knows it to be. Um, getting Sinbin, but then going from villain to hero and scoring a try in the late stages of the game. Noah Martin, thank you for joining me today, mate. And how was your weekend and what was the experience like? Yeah, hello. Uh, no, it was good. Thanks for having me anyway on this podcast. Um, the experience on the weekend, yeah, no. I enjoyed every single bit of it. The lead up, playing with the older boys, just the experience from them passing on to me. It was so good. Now that, that's awesome. And obviously, um, being coached under an absolute Raiders legend, which is Sticky, obviously you're not coached by him on the day-to-day sort of thing. So getting to, you know, as you said, be amongst the old boys and also amongst the coach, what was that like being under, you know, Sticky? And what did he have to say to you in particular while you were, you know, being Sinbin? Um, yeah, no, it was like pretty memorising, I could say, kind of thing. Having him as like coach me, I couldn't really believe it, kind of thing. I was just sitting in the sheds at the start of the match, and he's just got us in a circle talking to us and that, and I just couldn't believe it, kind of thing. But uh, when I got Sinbin, he didn't really, he didn't say anything really. Oh wow! Like, okay. Yeah, so I was a bit like, oh, oh no, kind of thing like that. Um, you like say that, something to me, not yeah. don't, don't leave me in in the dark. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. But anyway, when I went back out to the sideline. They just said, just go out there and start how you started before kind of thing. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. No, that's awesome, especially the faith that they showed in you. Um, but obviously, the, it all comes and all starts from somewhere. Obviously, um, going from the trials all the way back to your early days. First of all, what is your earliest rugby league memory? Um, earliest rugby league memory would probably be my first ever rugby league carnival. It was my first time ever playing rugby league. Yep. Went up to Bib and Luke Carnival. It's near Bombala there. Yep. Um, played in the under eight, so I was six. I um, oh, wow. played, yeah, played a five-game round-robin kind of thing. We won every single game. I think I ended up getting about 21 tries or something. Jeez, oh, all the meat pies. <laughs> yeah, throughout the whole carnival. And the um, thing that's like, that's why I chose it, because it was my first ever trophy I got. I kind of got a trophy for... <laughs> Kind of best, like on, best gr- on ground sort of thing. Yeah, kind of thing. So uh, that's probably my earliest memory kind of thing, getting my first trophy. That's awesome. And obviously from then on, you sort of fell in love with the sport. And that also um, brings up another topic. And it's growing up, obviously, every kid is impressionable. So who was your rugby league idol? Uh, growing up, I was a huge fan of Sonny Bill Williams. He was yeah. just a mad hitter. That's why I loved him just in everything. So, yeah, he was my idol growing up. Now that's awesome. Um, and who would you say these days, obviously, because you're coming through the ranks now at the Raiders, that you sort of model your play style after? Um, kind of as a back rower, I was kind of on David Fafita or kind of uh, Boyd Cordner as well. Yep. So, yeah, kind of followed them as well. Yeah, nice. Um, obviously, your juniors were with uh, Bay Tigers and the Rumoured Devils, from what I'm led to believe. Um, yep. What was it like, you know, playing for those two clubs growing up? Uh, playing for the rumor, it was it was pretty cool. Well, I was first at Eden Tigers. Okay, there but, we go. Thank um, you. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's all right. I was I was there from under eights to under tens, and then is when that I, the club you played for in that carnival? Ah, uh, yeah, that's that's the club I played for in the carnival. And then moved up to Naruma Devils and played uh, six years with them. Okay. Had a 
pretty cool coaches and that, which, which pretty much led me on the path of trying out for the Raiders and whatnot like that. At, and at what then, point, if you don't mind me asking, um, during that time at Naruma Devils, did you realise, you know what, I, I, I can give it a real, like, you know, red hot crack to make the Raiders teams? Um, in under-14s, I was 13, and the coach kind of said to me, like, the Group 16 coach, we were playing for Marlins at a Wagga Carnival. He kind of said, um, oh, would you be keen for trialling for the Harold Mats? And I was kind of like, oh, nah, probably not this soon. I'm a bit young and kind of thing like that. And he's like, oh, well, the worst they can do is say no kind of thing. So That's a good motto. Yeah. So I gave it a go, ended up making the team, and then, yeah. Wow. It's just been on from there. Yeah. Sorry, continue. So obviously going back into you went from Naruma Devils to what was your next club after that? Uh, so – in 16s, Naruma didn't have a 16, so okay. the Bay Tigers because I had a few good mates up there that I played. Is Bay Tigers uh, Bateman's Bay, or is that a different team altogether? Bay, Bay Tigers, yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. Yeah. So I had a few um like rep mates and whatnot playing in that uh, local team, so I moved up to that and played a year. That, that one made the move a bit easier for you, sort of thing, because you weren't going in like some little fish, big pond, everyone you don't know, but you've actually got some mates there, sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of why I went there, kind of thing. Just having the mates there, good mates around me, and kind of thing. So it just made it easier to fit in. Yep. And yeah, played a year there, and then kind of just started with Raiders from there. Yeah, nice. And obviously, you haven't really looked back because it's definitely promising signs so far. Obviously, um, everyone hopefully now knows the name Noah Martin, especially after your uh, you could say antics villain to hero arc in the in the game on the weekend. Um, but obviously this is a lot more of a personal type thing. I, that's why I love getting the youngsters on the podcast because you never know, as Rugby League Guru says, could be anything. And I definitely believe you could be anything, mate. So my next question, obviously your junior reps, as you just mentioned, you uh, tried out for Harold Matz. What was it like? Obviously you did the trialing for that. What was it like then playing your first match for the Harold Matz Raiders side? Uh, so when I made Harold Matz, I was still two years younger than all the rest of the boys. So, so I was... um. I was 18th man for the first five rounds, just going yeah. up on the bench, the HIA sub, obviously. But just and, the experience, uh, though, would have been great. Oh, yeah, the experience, I was getting so much experience from it. Just, I was probably the littlest bloke there. I was just <laughs> looking around the room and everyone's just shooting above me kind of thing. Yeah. And um, just kind of getting the experience off all the older boys kind of thing, like because they've already played, obviously, more rep games and, like, that to me and whatnot and um so yeah and then i got my shot in round six played uh newcastle knights played pretty good the coach was impressed was that in newcastle or was that down in canberra uh, yeah up in newcastle so traveled Never up tried. there for the yeah traveled up the day before stayed that night was pretty nervous and anyway, i ended up playing i think we lost only by a trial something like that it's not too bad yeah and then the uh COVID come around that year. Yep. And ended our season short. The coach called me up and said, oh, I wish I had wish I had you on the team sooner, kind of thing like that. You played really good. And um, then just had to wait till the next year. And I was then, say, how did that go? Because everyone obviously saw the NRL, like the professional side of things, but no one really sort of noticed the Harold Matz, SG Ball, those sort of, you know, lower grades. How did you handle the, you know, the COVID break for your sport? No, it was kind of disappointing because obviously we missed out on our local comp as well, what we mm. go to 
so that got all cancelled as well. So it was just kind of training by yourself or with a few mates on the weekend kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, just had to try to stay fit for the next year. Yeah, and obviously you managed to because you obviously earned your spot back into the Harold Matt's, Harold Matt's side, I'm guessing? Yeah, so the year after, they pushed it up to 17s, the Harold okay. Matt. Just yep. over, so I was still two years younger. <laughs> so nothing you weren't used to at this point, though. Yeah, and um, so I played that whole season of uh, Harold Matt's at Back Row Centre, kind of shifted the Back Row Centre. Okay. Um. Got a player's player. Okay. That, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, wow. And, yeah, and then the year after, I was the actual age group going into it. Yep. So is, that when, is that when you moved to, sorry to interrupt, is that when you moved to like the second row sort of area or did or was this not for a few years? Oh, yeah, this is when I was pretty much permanent back row kind of thing like okay. that. And this was, this year I actually moved up to Canberra. Yep. And uh you went made to the move, wow. Yeah. So before all that I was coming up three times a week from Eden, so three and a half hours three and a half hours back, three times yes. a week. Six hours for a relatively hour and a half, maybe two hours sort of thing. So yeah. if, if anyone who doesn't understand that, that's an amazing and incredible dedication to the sport, you know, because at, at this point to anyone who may not know, you know, you, you're definitely not getting paid near as much as the NRL or even a reserve grade. You're doing this for the literal love and the opportunity, which is incredible testament to your dedication. Continue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so moved up, went to Arendelle College in year 11, played yep. in the schoolboys uh, tournament in year 11 too. And the, and we got... How'd uh, you go on that? Yeah, went pretty good. We got knocked out uh, just before the final, had to win okay. the game for the final. But I got um, pretty sick as well. Oh. I had um, like spleen issues and that going on with my and stuff. So couldn't really mess around with that. But um, got back on track after that, and then kind of thing after that year wrapped up. Um, obviously, SG ball the year after. Yep. So playing a year young in SG, I played five games. Yep. And then I hurt my shoulder pretty bad. Had to get surgery, so I was out wow. all that. Had my labrum and all that done. Yep. So was out for the whole year there, and then. How is the uh, mental side of that, you know, getting obviously because some some players, you know, six weeks, you know, can sort of deal with it, but a whole year off, not just, you know, trying to remain fit, but also trying to rehab that sort of injury. How did your uh, mental health, uh, you know, sort of differ while going through all of that? Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of like a guy that hates missing out on footy. I'll play through <laughs> um, kind of thing, um, do anything for the boys and stuff like that. So to sit on the sideline and watch obviously the Arendelle team when I was in year 12 go through to almost the final again the uh, SG ball and all my mates going up to flag playing it I was kind of like oh this is a bit shit kind of thing and trying to realize like the bigger picture of it kind of thing was pretty hard but I had a good um, support base my girlfriend and my parents brothers and that which my brothers had a few injuries and whatnot so it was good getting his word like he, he come up to me and spoke to me. Oh, it's not the end. You just got to think of the bigger pitch kind of thing. Like that. That's Jordan, isn't it? So, yeah, that's Jordan Martin. Yeah. So yeah. He's, if if I'm not mistaken, he's five years older, or is he only like two years older? 
Uh, five years, yeah. Five okay, years so old. he would have definitely had that experience to, you know, really, for lack of a better term, take you under his wing to, for that advice sort of thing, which would have been good. Yeah, for sure. No, he helped a lot throughout the whole rehab thing when I was bit down and whatnot. He's just keep working, mate. It'll pay off in the end and whatnot. So it was pretty good, yeah. No, that's awesome. Sorry, continue the, the journey. Um. Yeah, so, and then I got, well, Sorry, last year before I did my shoulder, before I played at five games at SJ, I got a yep. pre-Christmas block with NRL. A pre-what? So a, a pre-development? Yeah, pre-Christmas uh, training okay. season. Oh, so cool. I got six weeks before Chrissy with the NRL squad. Yep. So that would have just, definitely get, taken your game to like a next level sort of thing. Yeah, it did. No, it was so good just being like obviously going in at um, 17 years old around all the first grows I've been watching on TV and yeah. stuff. It, it was pretty cool. You would have been starstruck yeah. a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I was a bit bit stunned at the start. I was like, oh, wow. Like, I still am now, and I'm yeah. around every day kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, that, that helped a lot into my SG ball games. It was just the injury that kind of cost me the year kind of thing. Yeah. But then um, I'm on development contract now. Yep, I noticed that in on the um, it's development, if I'm not mistaken, for two years, and then NRL is what it says on the website for 2026, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, yep, that's Ripper. right. So yeah, I'm I'm full time at the moment, and I'm loving every bit of it. That's awesome to hear, especially given you've overcome that uh, full year of you know an obstacle for lack of a better term. Which, as your brother said, it's you know it's it's about the comeback, not the setback. Is yeah. is my my sort of mentality when it comes to anything, which is incredible to hear. And obviously, Sticky, what was it like when did he tell you personally that you were getting you know a start this past weekend, or was it through your manager sort of thing? Um, no, it was it was uh, I was kind of a bit. Oh, am I playing SJ ball this year? Am I going to get a running flag or a cup kind of thing? But then it was just the lead up throughout the week. I think on the Monday in the team meeting in the morning, Stick was just like, all right, this is the team for the weekend kind of thing and put it up obviously on his computer on the big board. And I yep. see me now, I was just like, oh, wow. Like, I <laughs> can't believe that. But um, yeah, that's kind of how it went. That's awesome. And obviously you had to travel up to Cogra for the game. Uh, what was it like traveling with the, you know, the first grade team up to, up to, you know, Sydney sort of thing? Yeah, no, it was unreal. Just being on the bus, I was, I was kind of in the middle of the pack, just looking back and just seeing all the older boys and that there. I was just playing like cards and I was like, wow, I still can't believe that I'm, I'm getting a run this weekend with the older boys. Like it just shot me confidence through the roof kind of thing that they have like their faith in me to actually do this kind of thing. And then when we got to the motel and that, just like the, there was a big pool and stuff there and went into the team room and all the boys are there, Stick and all that having dinner. I was just, I couldn't believe it still. It was yeah. pretty cool. That's that's incredible to hear, mate. Honestly, uh, well done for, um, you could say, your first taste of NRL level, for lack of a better term. And obviously, we'll go into some quick fire fun questions. And uh, But before we do, I've got one question for you and it's um, what – what player did you sort of vibe with the most of the NRL squad during this past week experience for you? Your feet deserve a break, guys. And what better way to treat them right than with a new pair of thongs? And guys, Toei Thongs has you covered. No word of an actual lie. These thongs are the comfiest pairs I've ever, ever owned. Straight out of the package, soft as heck. You know, they come in single plugger and double, double plugger. I'm currently rocking 
the single pluggers. Um, yeah, guys, for just $30 per solo pair. And the more you buy, the cheaper they get. And who doesn't love cheap thongs, you know? They also offer a monthly subscription to receive a pair every month for six months. So if you're a thong fiend or just need a new pair, be sure to head to toeythongs.com. Use our code LIFEANDSPORT15 for 15% off at check. Probably Basami Solo. Yeah, he, he tucked me under his wing and he was keen as to watch me. He's just like, get out there, rip in kind of thing. Same with um, Josh, Josh Papali. He was, he was, um, yeah, go out there and get them, mate. You've had a year off kind of thing. I'm keen for you, kind of thing like that. Just doing extras with me and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. That's awesome. That's really awesome to hear that, you know, then for lack of a better term, they're not too big for their britches. You know, they, they help out the youngsters, which is what it's all about. It's it's a community, even though it's NRL level, which is incredible. Right, quick fire fun questions time. Apple or Android? Uh, Apple. Obviously. Uh, what's your favourite movie of all time? Uh, favourite movie of all time? Probably Top Gun. Um, I'm Great pretty... Film. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Do you like the second one as well or, or first one only? Um, no, nah, second one I, I thought was really good. Like I'm pretty stuck on the second one kind of thing now. No, I think it was okay. really good. Yeah, nice. Because not a lot of films have that, you know, second one's just as good or better sort of thing. But Top Gun really <laughs> did well. Um, yeah. How do you like your steak? Uh, rare, yeah. Oh, so just, okay. Just like two minutes each side kind of thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice to see. I, I'm meeting around like three to four minutes each side, but definitely yeah. not bloody, um, you know, manhole covers, bloody well done, no bloody thanks. Yeah. Those, the type of people that have it uh, well done are the type of people that eat it with sauce. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thumbs up, rocks, bro. You don't need to eat it with uh, sauce. sauce. No, All especially if you season it right. As, as, exactly. Yeah. Thumbs up, rocks, bro. Ah, uh, Crocs all the way. Fuck yeah. Do you have um, gibbets in, in your Crocs or nah? I did. My girlfriend's sister brought them for me for Christmas. Yep. And, and they kept falling out, so I'd kick the footy and stuff with them. So I don't have yep. a minute. Fair enough. Um, what gibbets did you have? Um, I had a footy. Yep. Uh, had a Coke on it. Yeah, nice. My initial, so I had an N on it. Yep. Um. I had a golf set because I'm pretty into golf too. And then I had a fishing rod on it too. So, yeah, yeah, nice. I was going to say that's actually coming up later in the in the questions, um, as you yeah. would have seen. Obviously, who controls the locker room music, whether it's, first of all, who controlled it in the NRL weekend just gone? And during SG Ball, who's the, the menace with the speaker? Um, probably Peter Tatito. Yep. Yeah, he's pretty into it. He has the right to the speaker and that. And then the locker room, uh, Hohepa, Puru. Okay. Yeah. Do they have good music taste? Yeah, it's all sorts. Country, um, pop, it's just everything. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, nice. Nice. Um, now, time to throw a player under the bus here. Who's the pest at the at your squad? Obviously not the NRL because you haven't had too much experience in the locker room there. But of your squad, who's the pest? Um, yeah, probably Peter Tatito. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Obviously, we just mentioned you're into fishing, um, obviously, and a bit of golf, which is very good um, alternatives, you know, when you need to unwind after, a, a, you know, hard week of footy and whatnot. What's the best yeah. fishing trip you've been on so far that you can remember? Um, I think when I was about 12, I went yeah. on a camp trip at Victoria High Country with my, my dad and my two brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just fished in the Murray River, tried to get some trout and that went 
about four days just camping and fishing. It was pretty fun. Fucking nice. My favorite, my favorite fishing. Um, it's not really a trip or whatever. It was just my dad and I used to go beach fishing at night. And one yep. night at a local beach, I caught like a three meter hammerhead off the fucking beach. Yeah, yes. right. It was fucking. It, like, it was nothing huge. It was not like the big type. It was like sort of juvenile. But I was like. I caught this off the beach and I swim at this mm. beach daily sort yeah. of thing. I'm like, nah, this, I stopped swimming at that beach literally after that. I'm like, fucking catch this. And I just off the sand. Nobody. Um, and my, my second best one would be, I, I called an octopus off a, off a wharf one time. That was pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Well, when I go down to Naruma, I'm like, when I get a free weekend and that, me and my brothers normally go to the break wall there yep. and near the bar and we go shark fishing at night. And um, we catch sharks there, but we can't land them because the rocks and that, they cut us off kind of thing. But yep. I think the same thing. We're like, oh, my God, we come swimming here like every day kind of thing. And we're catching sharks. Like, oh, yeah. my God. It's like, sheesh. And, like, it's just – it's not like it's a, a harmless little poor Jackson. It's like a hammerhead or a, or yeah. a bull shark sort of shit. Yeah. I'm just like, nah, I'm not yeah. going to swim in here again unless it's got unless they get a shark net or something. Mm. No, you got two hopes to get me in there. Bob hope and no hope. Yeah. Um, obviously, the mullet is the talk of the town. Yesterday, we put up a, a poll. Obviously, who wears the mullet better, you or Jordan? You won um, – I think it was like 65 to 35% of the votes. For a while, there was pretty evenly split. So what was the motivation behind it and who started growing it first? Um, the motivation, I think I was just camping with a couple of my mates one time and we were just like, oh, let's just all get mullets. Fuck and yeah. then um, we started cutting and I was like, oh, yeah, I think I'm going to rock this from now on. And then my mates were rocking it and then they all got rid of it and I'm like, oh, I kind of like it. And then yeah. I've seen the Black Dog Institute, the fundraiser. Yes, the Multi Mental Health. Yep. Yep. I seen that and I was like, oh, oh I'm just going to keep growing up for that kind of thing. And I then I was well, and then I just kept it after. Yeah. And then I've just kept it after kind of thing. I think um, me and Jordan got it around the same time kind of thing. Cause I think I might have got it come home and I was like, oh, let's give you a mullet or something like that. Or yeah. Kind of, so, yeah, we just gave each other mullets from there on. No, that's awesome. And obviously, it's also for a good um, good cause, obviously, at the start of it, which was Black Dog Institute. To anyone who is listening, um, go ahead and honestly donate to Black Dog Institute. It helps with mental health, men's mental health, and everything in between. Um, it is a great um, conversation started with the mullet, but obviously, you decided to keep it after. And I was I was very much the same. I grew one, got it cut in on all that sort of stuff for mullets for mental health a few years ago. And then I was like, you know what? I'm vibing it. I'm just going to keep it. Um, yeah. Obviously, we, that pretty much wraps up everything. But I do have one final question. And it's what are your life goals and what are your footy goals for 2024? Um, life goals, pretty much, it's pretty basic. Just stay fit and healthy throughout the whole year kind of thing. Knuckle down on my nutrition and stuff like that. And uh, obviously, I want to go on a holiday with my girlfriend. Haven't really been on one for a while so it'd be good to get away after footy go on a nice yep. holiday and uh footy goals uh obviously the big one is nrl debut don't yep. know when that come but keep working hard for it and uh injury free and just play good consistent footy throughout the whole year nah ripper um so obviously you'll be a mainstay in the sg ball uh this year or is it ha- or is it uh flag this year for you um haven't really been told too much uh-huh. Um, well, I'm obviously full-time with NRL, so I yeah. train with Monday to Friday kind of thing. So, um, May even yeah. be the resis this year. 
yeah, maybe. I'd, my goal is to play in the cup side. So, yeah, it would be good just to play good, consistent footy in cup. So, yeah, but we'll just see. No, that's fair. Well, um, to anyone that's listening and or watching this once this is out, um, keep an eye on Noah's Instagram and also our Instagram for whenever it is announced to whatever side he's going to be a mainstay in for this year because we'll, we'll help make the announcement as well. Um, so that way you guys can, you know, track Noah's progress and success for lack of a better term this year. Thank you very much for joining me, Noah. Um, honestly, have a good rest of your day and good luck for this year. No, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate that anytime.